Hello and welcome to Breakthrough with Brit. I am your host, Brittany Weekhauser, and we have a fun and compact show for you today. I'm very excited as this show is to provide our listeners ways to lift you up through real life stories and testimonials from people who are overcomers. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Breakthrough with Brit podcast. Where together we break through it all. Break through it all. Keep your hopes high and volume up. You're listening to Brit. Our show for today is titled Get Up and Get Grounded. Some of us may have had that season in life where it just shook you to the core. We'll be hearing from an individual who survived after experiencing a brain hemorrhage, followed by a very dangerous brainstem surgery that caused her to take a step back in life before moving forward. My goal for you is to be encouraged and to be rooted where God plants you, no matter what curveballs life brings your way. I don't want to give away too much as special guest, Lori Armstrong, will be stopping by for a quick chat. So stick around. Keep your hopes high and volume up. You're listening to Brit. Welcome, Lori, to Breakthrough with Brit. We're glad that you're on the show. Thanks for having me, Brittany. Well, I'm excited to hear about your story, but before we dive in, can you take a moment and share with our listeners a little bit about yourself, where you live, and what you do for a living? My husband and I have two teen daughters, and we live out in the country in a relaxed setting. And I love being out here, and I enjoy being in the outdoors. And I get to do most of my work from home. And what the type of work I do is I am a functional nutritionist and exercise specialist. So I assist individuals, and I love doing my job, by the way, um, in getting healthy using food and exercise lifestyle changes to help folks move towards a healthier you. Helping people improve themselves day in and day out is truly an awesome career that you have chosen. 20 years ago, a life-altering event occurred. You experienced a brainstem hemorrhage. Share with us the events leading up to that day and what followed after. Right. I was working and single and no kids. Um, and I had been having some headaches. You know, at the time, it was legitimately a, a headache. And then my vision started to go double. And it was an end of the day on a weekend. And I thought, well, you know, I worked, it was a Friday. So I thought, well, I worked really hard. And, you know, that is probably just, I need to rest. I didn't get enough sleep. Um, and the next day I got up and my double vision was still present. Um, and I ended up going to the emergency room and they misdiagnosed me as having a stroke. So they did not you know, do some testing that they could have to look a little deeper. And they sent me with uh, home with taking, you know, a, a form of a blood thinner, uh, which if I had actually been a good patient and taken it, it probably would have killed me because six months later, I had a big brain hemorrhage. Um, so I had lived for that six months in the interim. I had, you know, had one eye that wasn't working right. And, you know, it took a while. And I still that whole time was thinking, no, I just don't think I had a stroke. It just doesn't all fit together. Um, and then, like I said, when I did have a big brain hemorrhage, I was actually out of town on a mother-daughter trip with my mom. So I was with her. And as we were together, 
um, I kept saying, I've got this headache, I've got this headache. Then we were going to go on a mountain bike ride. And prior to going actually out on the trail, um, I started having trouble with walking. Like I would take a few steps and my knee would give out and buckle. And then, uh, oh, in that morning, I had tried to brush my teeth and my right arm wouldn't work. Like I couldn't brush my teeth normal. And I was thinking, oh, I must have slept on my arm funny. You know, I can't brush my teeth normally. My arm was kind of going everywhere. And when I needed to sign my bill for breakfast, I couldn't sign my signature normally. And then when we got to the trail, I couldn't walk normally. Um, and I had another very, very odd episode um, around the time that my knee started giving out, which was I lost the ability to control my laughter. And while that was happening, I was I was actually crying because I didn't know what was going on. I didn't understand what was happening and why I couldn't stop laughing and it had scared me so much that I started to cry. I told my mom when that ended, I told my mom that we needed to go back home. And that's when we started our five hour drive back to the Dallas area so that I could go um, straight into the hospital. Wow. So how long from when you drove back to Dallas to getting that surgery, how much time passed in between that moment? Almost three days because I was when I got back, they immediately pulled me into the emergency room. They knew I was coming and they started doing testing on me, but they could identify what was wrong, that I had a brainstem hemorrhage. They couldn't understand why I was still alive and therefore the surgeons at that particular hospital did not know how to correct or to help me. Facing the reality of not surviving brain surgery was in fact a real possibility for you. Who did you turn for support and how was your faith strengthened? Prior to that, I did not grow up a Christian and I had spent all my 20s just always in a state of anxiety I to different degrees and it had gotten really bad um, at the end of my 20s. I was really struggling and I just really wanted to find out how these different people I would meet, why are they so peaceful on the inside? And I seem like internally, you know, just shaky or in a state of um, lacking peace. I was just lacking peace inside and I didn't know what I needed to do to change that. And I had eventually over the course of a couple of years, um, spoken with different people where I recognized that piece and each one of them said they were a Christian. And so I was thinking, hmm, there must be something to this Christianity thing. So I had done some investigating and I had become a Christian about a year and a half to two years prior to my brain injury. And during that time, while I was in Bible studies and I'd been learning more about what the Bible has to say, I had asked God for his will to be done, not mine. Um, and that ended up being a moment that I'll never forget because it was, it was an, an incredibly important um, and life-changing moment because I realized that I might not be part of this world uh, on this earth in the next hour. And so as I was being wheeled into surgery and I was by myself, I had been praying with God and talking to him. And I'm like, well, look, God, I, I mean, you know that I've been praying for your will to be done, not mine. And here we are, you know, at this at this place where I need to recognize I my time might be up right now. In that moment is when a, a flood of peace and 
this warm feeling started at my toes and moved up my body. I know it sounds crazy, but it was like a flood of this most peaceful feeling that came over me. And that's the last thing I remember. And then the next thing I remember, I was awake, which was three and a half days later. Um, and the very first thought that I had was, oh, I'm still here. This was God's decision that I'm still here. I can't even imagine what physical therapy would look like with a surgery of that magnitude. Can you walk us through the following months on what your physical therapy looked like after brain surgery? Yeah, I, well, when I was finally released, I could walk, but I had um, problems. I had foot drop, I had no, very limited use of my right arm. My whole right side had been affected. Uh, from the injury and I had one eye that was functioning Um, I could not use the restroom by myself I could not even begin to do clothes on my own I couldn't unwrap the plastic utensils from somebody bringing me some food Uh, so everything brushing my teeth getting dressed using the restroom uh, you name it I needed 24-hour care and uh, then I started my own physical therapy essentially which was I would get somebody to take me up to the gym and I'd hobble in there and I'd look at this treadmill there was one treadmill that faced a mirror and I'd look in the mirror and try and make sure that my footsteps were timed even with the other so that there was an even um, cadence and swinging my right arm that didn't want to swing <laughs> and so I really just spent a lot of time very slowly recovering. It took me just under two years to kind of have everything working somewhat normal again. Two years is a long time to have physical therapy. I personally have gone through many months of physical therapy, but two years is seems like an eternity sometimes. And through that process, you coined a term, get grounded day. What does get grounded day mean? And why is it so important for you to share that message with us today? Yeah, well, so get grounded day started because when I was finally able to be back home at my condo and not able to do anything on my own, um, believe it or not, it was the most peaceful time in my life. I mean, I know that I I had no source of income, didn't know how I was going to pay for anything, um, wasn't going to be able to work for about two years. Uh, And so you would think that I'd be in a state of stress, but in fact, that was when I was the most peaceful. Um, And so I felt very grounded in that moment. I was there, I was here on earth, and God had revealed to me that I had purpose and I was intentionally, you know, placed and, and left here. And I felt very, very peaceful and calm on the inside, despite my, you know, situation. And I would take the time to look at all the things that I have to be grateful for and recognize his will. And then I'd find that peace again. So on my first anniversary of my brain surgery, I called it Get Grounded Day, and I decided that every year on that day, you know, not that I won't do it throughout the year, but especially on that day, I'm going to invite others and make a concerted effort myself to get back to that place that I was mentally and emotionally and spiritually where I was so peaceful and calm on the inside. And I wanted other people to experience that because it's wonderful. 
I just love how you found a new appreciation for life with a new call and purpose on this earth through your faith and how you incorporated that into the Get Grounded Day celebration, really. So what specific steps did you take to slow down in your daily routine by stopping to reflect amidst all the noise? Yes, and there's a lot of noise recently, isn't there? Um, What I do, what works for me is... Uh, of course, prayer. But with prayer, I also employ mindfulness, which is basically I just I, I get myself in a quiet setting. I relax my body. I um, keep my mind alert, but relax my body. And I have a you know some deep breathing. But when I do that, I take inventory of what I'm feeling, either physically and or emotionally. Um, and I do some prayer at the same time and slow my breath down and slow my thoughts down and by taking the time to recognize what i'm physically feeling emotionally feeling and validating each one of those points um i find a lot of peace and calm there that advice is good because anyone who's going through a battle it's so important to be gracious to yourself and to be patient with yourself um, to move to that next step. And that is what this whole podcast is about. It's about hope, faith, inspiration from real life overcomers. So how are you an overcomer, Lori? By God's grace, really, because had it not been for recognizing that God gives us seasons intentionally, you know, I would still be all wrapped around the axle that I can't do what I used to be able to do. And you know, I would definitely not be calm. So um, accepting God's grace, you know, that he gives me that type of insight and to welcome different seasons, even though I don't really necessarily always feel like doing that, um, is the only way that I know to be able to uh, to really be okay with that stage that you're at. So good, Lori. So good. And as we wrap up our time together, I always ask our guests the same final question. So if you had to tell your younger self breakthrough advice, what advice would that be? Mm, That's such a good question. I would have to say to be kind to myself. Looking back, I know I picked on myself so much, and oh, what a waste of time, and I tell my girls that too. (laughs) So be kind to yourself. Um, Enjoy the moments and the seasons, even when they seem like they're stormy seasons. The stormy seasons have as much benefit as the ones that you, you know, would be inclined to consider um, happy seasons. Take in each of the moments, like you see on those little memes, you know, take in each moment and enjoy each phase of the life and the time that we have here on earth. Well, Lori, I enjoyed listening to your story. And I know so many people will appreciate hearing from an overcomer like yourself. Thank you so much for being on Breakthrough with Brit today. So it was my pleasure. Thank you. Well, that's all for today's episode on Breakthrough with Brit. Thank you for listening and special thanks to Lori Armstrong for sharing the story on her journey of faith and how she became grounded after a brainstem surgery. Join us again next time when we talk with registered dietitian and beauty consultant Katie Ward on her tips and insights on how to look and feel your best. You're listening to Brit. 
If you're not yet a subscriber to this podcast, please subscribe now. You can help us increase our exposure by giving us an honest rating and review. We love to hear from you. And don't forget to share this episode with others. If you want to share your story, visit us online at BreakthroughWithBrit.com. Thank you for tuning in today on Breakthrough with Brit.